Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Our trade routes are being rewired through uh, de-risking of, of supply chains. That is a form of a supply shock. It will have some persistence. Obviously, energy systems are being rewired uh, with uh, addressing uh, climate change. Mark Carney, the uh, former governor of the Bank of Canada, governor of the Bank of England, some say he's going to be the next Liberal Party leader federally and could supplant Mr. Trudeau before the next federal election. I've heard all sorts of stories, including Mr. Trudeau pursuing the uh, Secretary General's job at the United Nations. All sorts of rumors floating around. But let's deal with our economy and the realities. Inflation numbers for December, not the greatest news. For the Bank of Canada, StatScan says the annual rate of inflation accelerated to 3.4% in December, thanks to gas prices and still sticky price hikes at the grocery store. This is from Global News. And that's up from November inflation rate of 3.1%. Bank of Montreal, Chief Economist Don uh, Doug Porter, rather, says this is unsettling news for the Bank of Canada. So here we are. I don't know whether we should be or not. But talking about the interest rate, our good friend, Professor Eric Cam, macroeconomics professor at Toronto Metropolitan University, is with us. Uh, Dr. Cam, is there even a remote chance of interest rates going back up in the near future? Hi, Roy. You sound better. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, there is a remote chance, but it's, it's very remote. Um, in fact, I, I, I think it's terribly remote, but um, I think it's equally remote to the probability of them going down as well. Um, and I think that really is the focus of our discussion today. You know, I was going to reference our, our good friend, Greg Brady, who hosts Toronto Today, likes to talk about a game about a bunch of, of truths and then a lie. And I thought that we could kind of play that game today. Um, only we'd call ours a bunch of lies uh, and the truth. Because I think you just played Mark Carney, who I think was as truthful as as anyone can be. And frankly, more than our government, when he references things like the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea and these idiotic energy policies we have to address climate change. And I think he is at least honest and open enough to admit that we're going to have a return of everybody's favorite game show, the supply chain defuffle. And that makes me sad, Roy. So um, if I could, I just want to quickly address what you said to open, and then we can dig a little deeper. Sure. You said StatsCan says that the annual inflation rate ticked up to 3.4 thanks to gas prices and still sticky price hikes. Um, an unqualified no. To that one, Roy, that's that's a lot of garbage. The answer is that we are stuck still in inflation because of high prices at the grocery store, natural gas, personal and corporate taxes, 
and rent and mortgage interest. And the way to know that is just to pull up the data on gas prices, and they have fallen now for five consecutive months. Anybody that's gone to the gas station knows that they, they're not cheap, but they're not where they were a year ago. So truly, it is shelter inflation that is driving this. It is rent, it is interest on mortgages that are driving the high costs right now. And finally, before I take a breath, Higher costs for fuel oil and, and passenger vehicles contributed a lot now to inflation last month. And to that, we can directly thank our prime minister for completely mishandling not only the supply chain over the last couple of years, but what I think is almost criminally abusing our natural resource sector, Roy. So you addressed my second question with your first answer, which is fine. I'll just read again what Global News wrote. Statistics Canada says the annual rate of inflation accelerated to 3.4% in December thanks to gas prices and still sticky price hikes at the grocery store. Prices at the grocery store rose 4.7% last month, StatsCan says, same pace seen in November. And then they go on to say shelter, as you just said, shelter in inflation, such as climbing rent and mortgage costs, continue to drive the cost of living higher in December. Do you see any relief inside? Because I don't. No, I don't. And I think what bothers me the most, Roy, and I say this today, by the way, I should have emailed you first, but we, we welcome today on The Roy Green Show my 1,100 students this semester. And part of you know, my lesson to my students is to try to be able to um, strain away baloney, not the one at the grocery store. And so I can play lots of games, Roy, with statistics. You know, they said 4.7 annually. Um, come on, Roy. I'd love to see anybody. I'd love to see which goods at the grocery store have only increased by 4.7%. Over the last year, you know, they said they said they said four point seven percent last month. Yeah, but Roy, it's a lot more than four point seven percent for anybody that buys luxuries like fruits and vegetables and meat. Mm -hmm. Yep. It depends on what you throw into that basket. I can throw anything in there to make the numbers look better and the numbers look worse. And so the bottom line is, the Bank of Canada they have their big fancy surveys that that are suggesting inflation should be less intense in twenty twenty four. And my answer is, why? Why? Because I'm going to give you two choices, and they both stink. Either they're saying we're in a recession and it's only going to be deepened, or they're throwing up their hands at the sky and praying. And I don't know about you, but neither of those answers as an economist makes me feel terribly confident. And that's what they're doing. So let me just get to this story as well. I spoke uh, with Premier Daniel Smith of Alberta about this, mentioned it actually, the Deputy Prime Minister, Finance Minister, Christian Freeland, at the World Economic Forum, she wasn't really supposed to be there, I understood, but was there as a last-minute invite. Uh, she talked about decarbonization as the singular issue defining the world economy. And her quote is, I think we're living in a moment that is comparable only to the industrial revolution itself in terms of energy transition and the way we need to retool all of our manufacturing. That's clever, but it, it's not sneaking that one by either you or me. You know, as I listened to your last guest, I have to be completely honest, I've never met her nor spoken to her, but all that went through my mind is I think she's in the wrong job. I think she should be the prime minister. And I say that with absolutely no joke intended. Decarbonization. What kind of like what kind of an expression is this? 
in an economy where far too many people can't afford rent and food. This is an obsession and it's a sick obsession. And I don't understand why the government, I'll never understand, Roy, why they're choosing right now to go after a policy that hurts all Canadians. Every single Canadian is made worse by this. If for no other reason than if that's what you are going to pursue, then you are not pursuing something else. And let me again give you some more rhetoric by the central bank. You know, this week they, they're going to come up with a number, but we know that they're going to hold the rate at 5.0%. But then they waffle and they say, well, it could start to go up and it could start to go down. Well, thanks for the warning, right? What's really going on here is telling Canadians and the Canadian public that we should be thankful when that rate is stuck at 5% because it could have gone up. So didn't we do a great job by not having to raise it? No, you've not done a great job by not raising it. You are doing two things. You are whitewashing the past 36 months and you are not admitting that your true manifestation as a government is this net zero policy, which only looks good at silly conferences made up of wealthy academics. It hurts all Canadians why they are not equally obsessed with raising disposable incomes of Canadians is beyond me, Roy. So we're going to talk about this in the next hour when we talk about the changes that are taking place globally as many of the uh, electorates in, in different countries in the world are moving significantly to the right. But the new premier or prime minister of Argentina, Millet, or Mili, said at the uh, World Economic Forum, and bless him, he said governments are not the solution, they're the problem. They're not the solution, they're the problem. But I can guarantee you, Professor Cam, that in the upcoming federal election, whether that's this year or next year, the word decarbonization, that construct that makes no sense, it's only a political construct, that word is going to be at the top of so many news releases from the Liberal Party, and it's going to be repeated and repeated and repeated with different taglines, and I don't know how many Canadians are going to buy it, but I think it'll have an impact. But that is a word constructed for the use in the next federal election. And we know that one of the ways that governments win is by having taglines like that. They repeat over and over and over again. Rob Ford had the gravy train. And they are generally successful. But that's what I try to do, Roy, when I come on your show, when you and I talk, whether it's privately or publicly, is what I try to do is say, please, Canadian public, I know you're suffering. All you have to do is walk into a grocery store or a bank to renegotiate your mortgage. I know that most Canadian families are suffering right now. So please, when you walk into a voter's booth, when you start to read the rhetoric that's going to come out about the election, don't be fooled. Use data. Use facts. And right now, I'm going to take decarbonization and put it where it belongs, which is in the trash can, and tell Canadian people from coast to coast that if you're looking for macroeconomic data to signal either a rate cut or an increase in gross domestic product, there is not any and nothing the Bank of Canada said this week is going to help you feel any better. They are in no rush to cut rates. And by the way, Roy, I know you have to break at some point, but one of the big banks came out. I, I won't say which one, but one of the big banks came out and said, quote, 
The question remaining is how long will it take for easing to happen? Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I would say the same thing if I had shareholders who are nervous. There is no data right now pointing to any economic recovery. We are stagnant. And the only thing that we are full speed ahead toward is that word decarbonization, which we know is harmful. And I'll give you another example of what decarbonization is going to be aimed toward. And that is justifying the net zero initiatives or demands or policies of the federal environment minister for 2035. He's talked about decarbonization. Now the federal finance minister is linking it uh, to what Gibo has said. So they're going to try to justify their net zero initiatives, let's call them that, by using the word decarbonization. You might as well include it in your Scrabble game dictionary, because it's there now. But be aware, when you see it on Liberal Party news releases during the federal election, just know what it is. It's a construct that means only one thing, elect us so we can keep on doing what we're doing. That's what it means. That's, that's what, Roy, and very quickly, that not only is, is that exactly what it means, but it also means don't look at the facts. Yeah, like, exactly. We'll like do that. the 2035 move to electric vehicles where most of the batteries are dying in cold weather. <laughs> it's quite a world we live in. The world is being rewired, says Mark Carney, the former Bank of Canada governor, Bank of England governor. Let's get back to what Mark Carney said. The world is being rewired and we'll see more supply shocks. How severe do you expect it might become, or is there any way to know or predict? There, there, there's no way to predict, Roy, um, but, but Mark Carney is a bright man, very bright man, and he's right. And so what he's saying, which I actually find quite amazing because he advertises him himself as a liberal, is he's saying that these obsessive tendencies toward these green initiatives and net zeros are only going to cause further pain at the um, at, at, at the cash register, and he's kind of in his own way, I think, warning Canadians that not only like socio-political unrest is, of course, the biggest reason for supply chain issues, but then there are ones that are politician-made, and I think he's saying be careful because we are right in the middle of both of them, and there's there's really no way to know. Um, I like Carney. I do. As an economist, I, I think he makes a lot of sense. But if you're going to ask me, is he going to single-handedly save the liberals? Uh, no, because as much as I hate the word carbonization, I also don't like terms like drain the swamp. But in this case, I think in a lot of ways, it's, it's representative of where the liberal party is. I, I think it's too little. I think it's too late. And I think the Canadians aren't stupid and they want change. And they know that a party is more than, than the leader. And I think that their disappointment with the Liberals goes far deeper than the person at the front of the room. Too many poor policies, too many poor ministers, and no leader can do an about-face. And again, Mark Carney's come out and said firmly, I'm a Liberal. So he can't really then stand up in front of a caucus and say, I'm going to reroute all of your policies. I mean, you're a liberal or you're not a liberal, Roy, so it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and parachuting in Mark Carney as the leader of the Liberal Party, which to many Canadians seem like a replay of Mr. Ignatieff, 
and I don't think Canadians, many Canadian voters are not in the mood for that, not at all. So if there were a political change, and we have about two minutes here, if there were a political change, and I've always considered, long considered Justin Trudeau to be a drain on our economic uh, adventure, on our economic prosperity, on investment, if Mr. Trudeau were to step aside, would that have a significant impact on international investment, or would international investors wait and see and evaluate Canada over the next couple of years? They would absolutely wait and see for the exact same long-winded reason that I just gave, because a party is more than its leader. And I think that the international community sees Canada as a very small player who makes a lot of mistakes, both domestically and internationally. And I think that the community, whether it's the banking system, the credit system, a lot of the market systems right now are going to very much hold the line and see, let's let's see what's coming next. Let's see if it's just going to be second verse, same as the first. I mean, you can put a brand new person in a brand new um, outfit in front of the room, but it doesn't mean that any of the policies are going to change. And much like Canadian people themselves, the world isn't stupid and are going to wait to see what happens. And I think that for the, well, I think it's over, first of all. I don't think liberals can win. But I think what they can do is salvage some some positive reputation by at least coming forward and admitting that they've made mistakes, which they won't do changing some very poor policies for their constituents, which they won't do. And as a uh, parenthetic commercial, shame on them this week for some of their homophobic ads against Mr. Polyev, who, if they did any research at all, would know that he comes from a family of gay people. And so I think the Liberal Party, Trudeau, I put them all in one bag, Roy. I think time is ticking. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.